0: Hi, hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Orange Juice Optional. It's me, Michelle, and I'm here with Suzanne. Hey, Suzanne. Good morning, Michelle. How are you? I
1: feel like you have a spring in your step this morning. That was a very friendly hello.
0: Well, you just make me laugh because as I was saying it, I actually was like, Michelle, you say the same thing every week. Change it up. But in the moment, I couldn't think of how to change it up. So I just got behind it. it. Yeah, I perked it up. That's right. I like it. I like it. (laughs) Yeah. So it works for me. Yeah. I think we're going to surprise everyone sometime and we'll have you do the introduction.
1: Oh, God. I don't think I can.
0: (laughs) You can't say why. why. Hello.
1: (laughs) 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 Okay. Maybe I'll try that at some point, but. Yeah, I don't know if I have it in me.
0: Yeah, well, I haven't heard how last week's episode has been edited yet, but you fell off at the very end of the episode. And so oh. I went to close it. I'm like, I just have to say cheers, everyone. And I was waiting for you to say <laughs> cheers, because that's kind of what we do. And there was just dead right. air. And I started going, I left,
1: I left you hanging.
0: You did. I like Suzanne. Suzanne, you just gonna leave me hanging here? you going to say cheers? And then finally, I just said, well, I guess I'll say cheers for both of us. So it was kind of funny.
1: Yeah. Well, just so you know, in that lap- last episode, I didn't even hear that part. I dropped off before you even got to that part. So it's like, I didn't know that you were able to finish it. I thought you were the one that dropped off. So anyway, that's why it just kind of ended it abruptly, I think. <laughs>
0: A little more abrupt than usual, a little like, because we have certain words we use just because I'm a creature of habit and that's what I do. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Me too. I don't know what it sounds like yesterday, but I know they'll do a great job in editing and make it flow very, very nicely. Yes. You want to hear about my trip to Alaska? Yeah, I was just going to say that everything dropped and we wrapped up so rapidly, you didn't get to share what happened in Alaska. So yes, please. Right, well, I only had a
1: short amount of time in Alaska. I was there to, my mom is in the process of relocating to Arizona, at least for part of the year. So I need to help her. And my son, Eric bought a new house, Anchorage, and he's moving out of our house. And so I was there to help him with some painting and moving stuff out of my house to his house. And I have jokingly said, really, I was there to protect my things that I didn't want him to take because I think he could have taken everything <laughs> in my house and I wouldn't have been there to like say, no, you can't have that, I like that. But he was really good. And And frankly, he didn't want most of my stuff. He's like, I don't want a bunch of junk in my house, mom. <laughs> so um, it was good. So that's what I was there for, and as I told you in the last episode, the weather was perfect, 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 perfect. So it was it was
0: a good trip, until one day, until it wasn't. Yeah, until what it happened? wasn't.
1: Eh. Well, and one night, my son and daughter in law were also visiting. We overlapped by two days, and so the their last night we decide we're going to load up all of our cars and we're going to take a lot of things up to the house while we still had both sons in town and they can lift and so I don't have to do all the lifting. And so we loaded up Eric's car, we loaded up Jeff's or truck, Eric's truck, Jeff's truck, my car, and then the rental car that we had. And there are two ways to get up to my son's new house. There's the Seward Highway, which is the highway that takes you down to the peninsula in alaska where all the fishing is and then there's the old seward highway which is the older route but it's kind of like a frontage road but not really it's off to the you know you get it
0: so well i get it because my old house was off (laughs) right off the old seward highway so but i know you're explaining it for everyone out there
1: right and every time we drove by your old house i would wave to it and say oh Michelle's old house, (laughs) which looks lovely. The the family that now lives there is taking such good care of it. But I do wave at it every time we drive by.
0: Yeah, well, after you tell your story, I'm going to do a side note about that house. But go ahead.
1: Oh, good, good. So anyway, we're doing our thing. Two of us are on the old sewer. Eric in his truck and Jeff in his car or in my car. Greg has the other truck are on the new Seward Highway. Jeff stops to get gas. He's behind Eric like by less than a minute. And my phone rings and it's Eric. And he said, someone just rear-ended me on the Seward Highway. And I said, while you were driving, someone rear-ended you? Because when you hear rear-end, (laughs) don't you think you're stopped and someone comes up and crashes into you?
0: Yes. No. (laughs) while they're actually in motion moving forward
1: yes and eric said he was going about 65 on the highway and like a bat out of hell someone i mean completely unaware of what's going on just driving along he gets rear-ended and he sees this car fly by him and the car stops about 100 yards ahead of him. And he immediately calls me and I said, well, are you hurt? And he said, I don't think I'm hurt. But I think the other guy is hurt. So I said, "Well, hang up call 911, which is what he did. So from where I'm at, there's your road, DeArmond. You're at Old Seward and DeArmond. I cross over Arm I take DeArmond to cross over the Seward Highway. I'm on the bridge and I look over I see police or I see fire trucks and a truck engulfed in flames and was like I just talked to him how could his truck be in flames the most terrifying moment of my entire life was right then when I can't even imagine a truck and it was so engulfed in flames I couldn't tell if it was my son's truck because it was engulfed (laughs) in flames and so i go and he was headed south so i had to loop around i was headed north up the seward highway i was going to loop around and come back by the time i got to the next exit they had closed the seward highway and they wouldn't let me on i even stopped got out of my car and told the police officer that was my son's truck (laughs) probably on fire and she said i'm sorry ma'am she said we can't let anyone on the highway right now and she said but i do know he's alive <laughs> he had to be pulled from his truck but he's alive and i'm like oh my god <laughs> this is so much worse than i thought it was i am speechless. because he had called me yeah but it turns out that it was the driver that hit him that had to be pulled from his car. And it was his car that was in flame. And because of the rate of speed the other driver was going, it took him 100 yards for his car to stop. So he was 100 yards ahead of my son's truck. So it was not my son's truck in flames, it was the other driver's truck in flames. Still, the most terrifying five minutes of my entire life. <laughs> And I'm looking at this fire as I'm driving, looking at this fire in disbelief. Like, what the hell is going on? This can't be happening. This can't be real. So anyway, so then I call my husband, who I know is behind Eric. And he said, Eric's fine. He's okay. But the other car is in flames. And Eric's truck was totaled. (laughs) And the new furniture and his Peloton were in the back of the truck. Now I have to tell you about the impact of this accident. The driver that hit him was drunk and there were several witnesses that said this driver had been driving erratically for several miles and he was driving at a very high rate of speed. They estimated about 90 to 100 miles an hour. And he either lost control of his vehicle or he didn't see Eric or who knows. But he squarely rear ended him and his back, Eric's back bumper split in half. <laughs> and you can see, and it was a V shape. So you can see exactly where the impact was. The tailgate flew off and the brand new chair that was still shrink wrapped. <laughs> And never been sat in, flew out of the back of his truck, <laughs> along with the Peloton and other various boxes of things he was moving to his house. The bed of the truck separated from the cab <laughs> of the truck. The driver's seat was contorted, <laughs> the seat where my son was sitting in. And now hold on to your hat because this is the most unbelievable part. Is that the impact was so hard that the keys that were in the ignition flew out of the ignition and the truck was still running. And Eric, at first, after the accident, could not find his keys. Oh, my gosh. Right. And Eric's truck, I think his truck was, a let's say, 2009, because we bought it for him when he graduated from college. So it's an older truck did not have airbags. So the fact that the keys flew out of the ignition, Eric didn't find that as alarming <laughs> as I did. But I was like, okay, that impact must have been horrendous. And Eric did suffer whiplash. He did get have a back sprain because they did take him to the hospital. Um, and he did have three injuries, clavicle, thorac- thoratic, thoracic, I don't know what it is, and lumbar sprains. And so he's been in an enormous amount of pain ever since the accident, uh, but getting better. It could have been so much worse, <laughs> but most terrifying experience of my life and terrifying for him as well. And, but he does doesn't remember a lot of the accident. He he just said, everything happens so fast that when he tries to think back to how it even happened, because I said, how did that car get 100 yards ahead of you when he rear-ended you? It makes no sense. And he said, all he remembers is this car flying by him. And then the next thing he remembers is this car up in flames. And he really didn't remember calling me. And I think he said he remembers calling 911, but he said it's just so blurry that he just doesn't remember anything. Did he lose consciousness um, at all, do you think? And I just had... I know, well, see, we were trying to decide that too. Did he black out? But he said he got out of his car right away. When, it, when his car came to a stop, he got out of his car right away. And he saw people pulling the other driver out of his car so i don't know if he blacked out or not and he doesn't know what the time lapse was he doesn't know how long it was before that guy's car went up in flames after the accident either because they had time to pull the guy out of his car and then the car went up in flames and eric said he saw the car go up you know and But when there is something like that, ever since that accident happened, it has an impact on you. I mean, so we're so thankful that it wasn't his car that went up in flames, that he really wasn't seriously injured. My sister was talking about when the, the very first jury duty she ever served on similar type of accident. But the woman that was injured was actually paralyzed in that accident where someone had rear-ended her on the highway and she was paralyzed. And had he been in my car, had he been, had he anything, you know, things could have been very, turned out very differently. And it just has an impact on you. It just affects you. (laughs) And it's when you realize life can change on a dime. (laughs) On a dime, life can change.
0: And that is so terrifying on so many levels. First of all, like there are so many blessings that you're counting right now. And I'm so incredibly thankful that he is okay. I mean, I know he's suffering right now. He's in pain. But as you said, he has mobility. It could have been much worse. And yeah, I'm thinking the same thing you are. There are Like sometimes I'm so afraid to even leave my house. I would love to have all the people I loved in one spot and just keep them here and safe because really, truly life can change in an instant. It can go from as quick as you're on the Mm -hmm. telephone call, you hang up and it blows my mind and it's terrifying and yeah, I'm reeling a little right. bit hearing about it. I mean, I knew obviously before we recorded there was an accident, but to hear actually step-by-step step how you went through it, it does draw in that bigger right. perspective of how it could have turned out differently. Yeah. And yeah, you walk away changed. You do. And and it's so profound <laughs> that
1: how much something like this can change you. And I wonder, I because I wake up thinking about it, I that first night and the second night, I didn't sleep well because it was on my mind. And you wonder how long that takes for it to wear off and that you lose that sense of, I don't know what the word is, but you lose that sense of- Angst. Angst. And you kind of settle back into life in general, but it is truly remarkable. And so another part of this story, you know i heard the guy was a drunk driver the pol- there were there were so many police at the scene because of the fire because they had to close the highway and i talked to the police officer who was working one on one with eric and jeff my husband was there when the guy who had been driving the other vehicle admitted to drinking on the scene he said yeah i've had a few he said i've just had a few beers but he was you know, clearly there was an intoxication. So it was a DUI. And I immediately, my feelings went to anger. Like, you jerk, you stupid kid. You know, you make assumptions about him. And it was just one of those things where all I could feel is anger towards this kid. It's like, how dare you put other people's lives in at risk, you know, because of your carelessness. And, you know, I had no sympathy for that other kid. Nothing. And he was 27 years old, the other kid, and he, he survived as well. And I was talking to my son about it a couple of days later and I said, so you heard this kid say he had been drinking? And he said, yeah, and Jeff said, yeah, I did too. I heard him say it. And the police officer told Eric on the scene, he told me too, on the scene, that kid would be charged with assault because of Eric's injuries, even though they were minor, he would be charged with assault. And Eric says to me a couple of days later, he said, can you imagine what that kid must be going through? You know, he makes a bad choice, has a few beers, gets behind his wheel. Next thing he knows, he's waking up in a hospital. <laughs> his vehicle is burned to a crisp. <laughs> he has been charged with assault and DUI and he will probably lose his insurance and he's 27 years old his whole and eric said his whole life has changed in with one bad move one poor judgment move his whole life has changed and eric said because i had said i was so angry at the kid and eric was like i just feel bad for him
0: <laughs> and and i'm like holy cow <laughs> Right. To have that much empathy as the victim, the one who was on the receiving end of a bad decision, that that's a lot of character there to be able to step in those shoes. Right. Well, and I think being the victim, being the person
1: in the accident, I think, you know, and knowing that the kid was so close in age to Eric, I think Eric could feel his pain. Although, you know, it's one of those things that when my kids were growing up, it was my number one, my number one rule that I said that it's the one thing if they ever drank, would drink and drive, they would never drive. I was hard fast in that rule. I preached it every day of their lives. I know my kids never, ever would drink and drive because that was such a firm rule in our house. And I will come pick you up, Dad'll come pick you up. no questions asked just do not drink and drive. And to my knowledge, none of them ever did only because it was such a hard fast rule. But I think Eric at some level related to it.
0: Right, and we did the same for our kids. We just told them, it doesn't matter. You're not gonna get in trouble for drinking. You will for drinking and driving, but just call us anytime. No questions asked. We're there to pick you up. And unfortunately, Colton, when he was getting ready to go into his sophomore year of high school, he suffered loss. A person that he knew who had been walking, her and her friend were hit by a drunk oh, driver. I that. And at a very young age, he learned about loss. And how devastating Mm -hmm. that was from a friend's perspective. And then, you know, you amplify that out to the family's perspective. And, you know, it it just is such a huge thing to be angry about. And it will change everybody's life in an instant. Effect like kindness ripples, so Mm -hmm. does that tragedy, so does that bad decision. It's just heartbreaking. Right, right.
1: I think the point that stands out for me is of course my feeling against this kid was forgetting basically that he was the kid that made a bad choice that I was just angry because he was that drunk driver and I didn't really put a human side to him and I never saw him he they had already taken him to the hospital be by the time they had opened up the highway and I could get to the scene of the accident but I was so angry but I also couldn't humanize it and whereas my son who was there he saw this kid i think and the the difference between his emotion and my emotion over this kid was yeah pure empathy on eric's part because he saw a person he he saw someone who made who literally made a bad choice and one bad choice changed this kid's life at least short term changed his life significantly and hopefully that kid will never drink and drive again he's lucky to be alive and hopefully he'll learn something out of this but yeah there's a big difference between judging someone because it's a dui because he's and drive and or to look at someone as this kid who made a bad mistake and one bad choice and it changed his whole life and yeah, it's just one of those things that, and a different angle of the same accident.
0: Right, because he is somebody's child too. I mean, some parent right. is gonna see that car in flames and it is their child's car in flames. And so in that moment, it is easy to just let the, the anger. So, so I completely get where you're coming from. Right. And I'm gonna throw myself under the bus here, not about drinking and driving, but mm-hmm. when we were out on our road trip, I mean, it's exhausting. We dropped our dogs off. I was a little sad about it. We are in the middle of nowhere. In the middle of nowhere. Speed limit mm-hmm. 65. And there aren't a lot of cross streets. And in my mind, I was just kind of thinking about the dogs. And I was paying attention. Mm-hmm. But there was a stop sign that I didn't see. And I went through mm-hmm. that stop sign. And I hadn't had anything to drink. I... hmm just didn't see it. There's no excuse. But I have beat myself up over that because it could have been so much worse. I mean, for me, just having a moment where I didn't see a stop sign could have been devastating to someone. And Mm -hmm. I can't forgive myself for that yet because it's still so fresh. I mean, it was an honest mistake, but it could have been a deadly mistake. And so I'm even a little bit fearful of driving right now because I'm not trusting myself because how does that happen? I mean, really no excuse, so. Right, right. Bad, bad, bad. (laughs) And let me throw myself under
1: the bus. Yeah, (laughs) I'm gonna do the exact same thing. I'm gonna tell you you know, a, a near miss that I had and it would have been my fault, but I was at a stoplight. This was in Anchorage about 10 years ago. And I was at a stoplight and I was calling someone on my cell phone. And whoever I was calling picked up and said hello. Well, my mind saw the light turn green when they said hello on the phone. (laughs) I know it's weird. And so instead of saying hello on the phone, I went through the red light and a car was coming. This was on Diamond, a busy street in Anchorage. And a car was coming through the light and laid on the horn and came within inches of t-boning me and i would have without a doubt probably been killed in that accident because i was a distracted driver i was on my phone and you know crossed wires in my brain and when someone picked up and said hello i saw a green light and went through the red light and it haunts me to this day (laughs) to this day
0: i was just going to ask you how long it took you to like release that guilt over it but still obviously not you still think about it right
1: yeah and it was it was at least 10 years I don't even remember how many years ago it was but it was it was when cell phones were relatively new and user-friendly where you could use your phone but you didn't have blue there was no bluetooth yet so you couldn't have your phone hooked up to your car so yeah But it is, it's like that distracted driving. And one dumb mistake, and that was a mistake on my part. It was a mistake on my part. It was a bad decision on my part. And it could have killed me, or it could have killed the other driver. And because I decided to make a call
0: at a stoplight. So, yeah, same thing. These are all important lessons to remember, you know, that life really can change in the blink of an eye. And be forever different and that, you know, bad choices can have a lifetime of results. And it's so big and it's so just scary to think about. Again, just everybody I love, come stay in my house. We don't have to go out into the big bad world, (laughs) please. No, but exactly. a lot of prayers, a lot of- So anyway,
1: yeah, yeah. Yep, but that's our story. And that's, and, and the other thing about this accident is it, I went to Alaska, I was on a mission, here's what we're going to get done. And when the accident happened, everything was, is was in turmoil. It's like, I didn't feel like doing anything. I didn't, I couldn't focus, I couldn't concentrate. I worried about my son. Yeah, it all everything changed. And so
0: now I'm going to have to go back to Alaska at some point and finish what I didn't get done this trip. Right. And I imagine you just wanted to be with your son at that point, just sit next to him and like walk over and touch his shoulder because he's still there and you can. And he was probably like, knock it off because that's how my kids would be. <laughs> Stop it. I'm fine. Yeah. And- well, yeah. Well, I
1: he was somewhat like that, but the first couple of days he seriously didn't get off the sofa I mean he I get it he had his computer on his lap he was working from home and he had his computer on you know laying down he he had his computer and he was working and um but yeah he was I don't think he he I don't think he minded me
0: you know doting on him a little bit yeah well you probably do it in a less obnoxious way than I do (laughs) it As I've been told, you ask so many questions, Mom. Yeah, I don't give me talk. my space. I want to breathe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That that we're we never quit being moms. Once we're a mom, you're always a mom.
0: We never do. And um, when you were going through this with Eric, I was actually in Denver with Colton and getting to spend time with him and his friends. And it was a really fun experience. And I just have to laugh because Colton had a new friend that I was going to meet for the first time and he was so nervous about it. I'm like, chill, I'm not that embarrassing, am I? he agreed. Afterwards, I wasn't. So, win for me and win for yes. me to get to be around these kids who have wonderful energy. And they just remind me of the group of friends from the show Friends. They're just having fun, living their best life. Oh. They're young, they're 20. And I got to be in that energy for a while and to be included. So, it Which, was really special. Yeah. That is, what a great, what a great time. Yeah, it was. And so they'll all be here and have a Sue next week. There'll be seven of them. And after a couple of days in the house, I'll probably be like, okay, we've had a lot of together Important. time. And so I'm going to Vegas, yeah. but I already oh, yeah. am going to Vegas. I already have a planned trip there because a friend of ours is turning oh. 50. So we're going to go celebrate. Oh, fun. That yeah. That would be fun. Well, I guess with all that shared, I'm hopeful that in this episode, when I say cheers, I'll get one back. So (laughs) cheers. (laughs) Cheers. Have a good one, everyone. Cheers.